Hey everyone, just want to encourage you to find us on your listening platform and give us a rating. Anywhere you listen to that has a rating system, go on over and give us a rating and maybe leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. These ratings really do help. Thank you so much for listening. On to this week's episode. It's a me, Nicole. It's a me, Rolando. See, that I just didn't even come out natural. <laughs> yeah, I hear the hesitancy in embracing your Mario, your Super Mario. It was not super. It was, it was not. not super. Uh, guys, we're just gonna get into it. We're covering the Super Mario Brothers movie and Super Mario Brothers, and I'm excited for this because I'm a huge Mario fan. So let's Are you get really? into it. I am, and we're gonna get into it after this. I'm Nicole. And I'm Rolando. And I'm Eddie Z. And this is Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals. An original podcast about unoriginality. (laughs) Yes, if you only could hear... Uh, stumble through that cold open now that Eddie is officially <laughs> been promoted to co-host on uh, this podcast after how many uh, years? Four, yeah, five. three years of four, four years of him trying out. What we'll finally we'll he finally did the it. audition. Yeah. So, listeners, if you are listening to this episode and you are listening to it live, it's a couple of changes. One, the date of release is a little different than you're used to. So instead of Thursday releases, we will be doing Friday releases. Friday fun day, right? TGIF. And also, Eddie Z is now finally our third official co-host, like we said. It's taken Congratulations. only four years. Congratulations, Eddie. Eddie, do you feel any different? No. Speech. No? Speech. I want a raise. Where's okay. my raise? <laughs> Where's my pay? How about that? Like, yeah. <laughs> Join the club, Eddie. Uh, and we are back from our little mini break that we took in March. Mini it was. Mini it was. Yes, Rolando, I'm sure. Well, I wish it was longer. We always wish it was longer. But we're happy to be back. And we're yeah. excited for this topic. You know, Rolando, just... Rolando, I mean, Eddie, I think you should just replace Rolando. <laughs> That's my co-host. Considering him, right? the feedback I have gotten in the past, I wouldn't be surprised if someone out there agrees with that sentiment. Ooh, T. Is, is, yeah, Eddie, you're a fan favorite for sure. So congratulations. And wait, are we just going to get right into Super Mario Brothers? Because I wanted to talk some news. Sure, talk some news before we get into it. Before we get into it, we have some huge news that I'm dying to hear your opinion on yeah harry I know, potter i know what it is yeah it's harry is potter, getting yeah. a a remake it's going to be a decades-long series yeah how do you feel about this what what are your thoughts eddie i know we talked about it. we were in florida when the news like started like whispering and like eddie and i were making our i was making lots of jokes about hbo's adaptation of harry potter because I feel like it's going to be hyper-sexualized. I'm thinking of, like, Gossip Girl, Euphoria meets magic, right? So I'm, mm, like, thinking, mm-hmm. you know, HBO will hire, like, Shangela to be McGonagall, for example. <laughs> wow, I would love them if they did that. I mean, that would be the point, right? If they're going to do it all over again within such a short period of time. It's just do it wild. Make it wild, mm-hmm. right? Go sexual. Hire drag queens. Make everyone not white. Right? That's the point, I would hope. 
Um, my initial reaction was perplexed because I had not heard any, of anything. I saw the trailer and I was like, wait a minute. Is this a spinoff? Is this oh, you series? didn't. So you didn't even hear like when the news officially, no. not unofficially started coming out when I was reading about it. Because we were in Disney World when we started reading about the news, the murmurs that were happening. Because there had been a lot of talk that HBO had is trying to figure out what to do with this franchise. We know that the Fantastic Beasts didn't perform so well. And they still have this great IP. Hogwarts Legacy, that video game, has actually been doing really well. There yeah. were talks of adapting that into a TV show, which I thought, okay, that that's not a bad idea. It looks like it's, and uh, there were also rumors in the past month that they were trying to get uh, Emma Watson. Three. Yeah, the original cast, Emma Watson, Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Gint, Grint. as mm-hmm. Grint uh, back in the show to do – not in the show, but they were trying to do have him do the sequel – the cursed child. The cursed child. Yeah, I've heard. But of that Daniel too. Radcliffe and Emma Watson want nothing to do with the property if J.K. Rowling is still involved, and she's not going to let go of that IP anytime soon because her overall profitability has dropped since like a lot of boycotts have happened in the community. Yeah. So it's been kind of a kerfuffle. So when this news kind of these whisperings started coming out, I was kind of like caught a little off guard, and I was just like, HBO, really? This is going to be like. What are they going to do that's different? And there were initial talks that they were trying to make it like, you know, uh, HBO didn't even want to associate with J.K. Rowling. And they were mm-hmm. trying to figure out like, oh, maybe we'll make it like an American version of Harry Potter or something. But I think she's still now going to be firmly attached to the project because she's not going to let go of that IP. And uh, it's good, just going to be a good old fashioned reboot. I, I mean... I will be watching it. Let's just say that. Despite the fact that I'm confused, do we need it? Have all these reservations? I'll be there the first night. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. We were we were just talking. We talked about this last night too, and and kind of discussing like how very much that whole franchise permeates in our culture still in our, in our conversation. Yeah. Out of all the franchises that I connect with and enjoy, that one is something that I. I speak about at least on a daily basis in some way, form or fashion. It's either something that comes up on one of the reels or on Instagram or some fun fact about the movies or yeah. we're playing, we're playing Hogwarts legacy right now. So we're like totally into that and watching YouTube videos about that. We just went to universal studios. Yeah. Uh, Orlando just bought his wand I got a wand from Ooh. Ollivander. Yeah, and uh, What's and I did not get the personal treatment that anyone was promising. It was the most impersonal thing in my life. <laughs> you just picked it, it was like that. It was, it was a very, it was, it was a really busy week. It was very crowded. It was, uh, yeah, it was. Break. No yeah. one was, was going to ask him all the magical questions. <laughs> I was so upset about that, but I did get to try butterbeer. How was it? I thought it was really tasty. I actually, uh, I have looked up recipes on how to make it at home, so I'm going to try to make it one day. Well, it sounds like it's improved since I've been there last, which was admittedly a long time ago. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I had, it was like a slushy form, the one that Eddie recommended. The frozen frozen one. Mm. Delicious. Yeah. Oh, that sounds nice. Um, It was frozen one, so it was nice. But, so in the sense of like, there is still like merchandise, especially these actors that their faces are Harry, Ron, and Hermione's. Yeah, yeah. And this is, like, still, like, still kind of, like, 
it's it's still there. It's still growing. It's still a a living force. Absolutely. You know? um, yeah, and I just rewatched the first one, and because Eddie. He gets so mad at me when I'm playing <laughs> Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy. Legacy. He has all these crazy questions. It's like, did you not see the movies? I oh know you gosh. probably didn't read the books, but come on. Right, which I only passively watch the movies. I'm not like I'm not a diehard Harry Potter stan. Mm. I'm a Fairweather fan at best. I watched it because my dad was a fan, and that's why I was watching them. But yeah. uh, even rewatching the first one, though, it still holds up. It's still fine. Like Maybe some of the CGI is a little aged but for the most part this movie it's not like in desperately needs a remake so i i I really hope that like hbo decides to do something really fantastical with it and just really cross some lines like let's let's make these uh characters like other colors and other sexual identities and let's bring some trans and like queer representation Really, really grind J.K. Rowling's gears, I feel like, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I thought Hogwarts Legacy was going to open the door to some different ideas or different stories within the world. But it's, you know, I'll take anything because I'm a a Harry Potter stan. Mm. Mm. uh, And I'm curious. So, and we will be covering it. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows when that's going to come out? Let's be very real. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's true. It was just the announcement. No, no date was set. But. All right, so let's get into this week's topic, which is Super Mario. Uh, video game wise, we've all played Super Mario, I'm sure, right? What versions have you played? I played the original one on Nintendo. Well, okay. I've also I've technically played Jumpman also, but that was on an emulator. That's oh, like okay. the original. Yeah, the first version. So, yeah. yeah, when he didn't even have a name. Uh, I played Donkey Kong mm. on in arcades, uh, but yeah, the, my first my first first game I ever played was like the Super Mario Brothers in. Uh, I think it was just called Super Mario on Nintendo. Got it. Okay. Entertainment system. Yeah, I my first system I ever had was sixty four, and I got all the Mario games. I was obsessed. I had Super Mario sixty four. I had Mario Party, mm-hmm. Mario Kart, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis. I and- never played. I never played any of the Super Mario Brothers 3D games outside of the Mario Kart and Mario Party. Oh, so you never played golf or tennis? Or or 64, like Mario 64. You never played Mario 64? I never have played Mario 64. I never played um, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, I think is the most recent one. Yeah. Have you ever played yeah. Smash Brothers? Oh, of course. No, I love Smash Brothers. I'm, okay, is that that? So I, I guess I'm just not a fan of Mario. I'm a Zelda uh, guy. I'm I'm a Mario girl. Uh, I, I I mean, I kind of phased out of video games, but if somebody puts a 64 or any version of a Mario game in front of me, I'm like, let's fucking go. Mm, so yeah, like, I, I do like the fight. Played, I like the the multiplayer games. Yes, me too. I recently played Mario Party on uh, Nintendo Switch and had a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm very much like I love the 64. Um, and that's like, you know, that's 90s kid prime, I think. Like, I think that was the height of Mario. For me, at least, of course, because I was the one who played those games and stuff. But still. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so popular in the late 80s and early 90s that it made a mo- they made a movie out of it. And it was one of the first big video game movie adaptations. And admittedly so, when uh, the studio that made the movie, uh, what was it? Buena Vista. No, they distributed. 
the yeah. production company that they just distributed. The production company was called Hollywood Pictures Light oh, Motive. Wow. Okay. So that studio, <laughs> when they greenlit the movie that came out in 1993, you know, they were like, we don't know what to do. And they actually gave the people who made this movie complete creative freedom. It shows. And because of that, we get one hell of a fucking movie with Super Mario Brothers in 1993, which I will tell you right now. I watched that movie obsessively as a child. Me, I didn't watch it obsessively. I've I've seen it as a child. I liked it as a child. I watched yeah. it uh, as a teenager or young adult on psychedelics. Ooh. And let me tell you, that movie holds up under the uh, influence. I'm sure. Now, I mean, and like rewatching it as an adult, like someone who has studied film now and like has an understanding. I'm just going to go out and say it. It still holds up. I don't know where the critical failure from this movie comes from. I think it's just hate. Yeah. I think, it, you know, to think back in terms of the, the early 90s and the things that people didn't like then and the things that people did like then, like, has not aged well. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> That's... For example, and maybe this might be a controversial opinion for some still, but I don't think Forrest Gump's that good a movie. I think it's a wildly overrated film. And yet everyone was heralding it as a masterpiece in 1994. Uh, Showgirls, I, I, I think, feel... is a great movie. And people oh. thought it was a terrible <laughs> film. Yeah. Wait a minute. Have you guys seen Showgirls? Not yeah. recently. Then you've seen Showgirls, Eddie? I've seen Showgirls. I mean, it is a fun movie to watch. Mm. And it and I, I, I love it for all like all the corny like all the references you can get from it you yeah, know yeah but uh i wouldn't you know it's, wouldn't, i mean if, if it's enjoyable it's no, it's no, isn't it good it's no forrest gump you know <laughs> oh, God, come on. Forrest gump. so well, it's like i mean to show those are the my best. references can you come yeah, up with well, better ones maybe i don't i mean we did mortal Kombat, which i don't think came out that long after super mario Brothers, yeah like two right? years later yeah yeah and that was like another video game adaptation but that's another one that got like hated by critics but when we rewatch it it's just like i don't like what was it a hate like they delivered exactly what they were promising it was only new yeah the main critique i would say from the super mario brothers film from 1993 is that like if you're expecting a super mario brothers adaptation and to like kind of translate what you play in the games to real life like yeah maybe it's not what you were expecting but in retrospect, I think that's what makes this movie so kind of yeah. wonderful. No, absolutely. I agree. And, like, how else would you have approached, like, a plumber who has to rescue a princess from, like, mm-hmm. dinosaur creatures? Like, that's... <laughs> they did... <laughs> With that alone, I think they did a tremendous job. Um, but, it, but the movie did scare Nintendo from releasing their IP for a long time. It did. Yeah, it did. Well, also, this was a time where it was not cool to be a nerd. You know, mm, that's true. Yeah. Superhero movies were not in yet. Like only Batman, really. Uh, video game movies weren't even really a thing. So it was a different culture. Like the comic book character, uh, the comic book guy in The Simpsons. That's how people thought of people who consumed this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like as yeah. fat, lonely people. And so I just now they're I think- fat people with friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 So uh, now is just the time for it. And, you know, it's crazy because this movie's not available anywhere on the Internet. Oh, I, I know. It's it insane. Has... It's disappeared. I feel like Nintendo scrubbed it just in time for the new Super Mario Brothers film. Which is, which is a shame. It is Because a shame. it's just like, I don't think... I understand 
historically it's looked down on, but I think with new fresh set of eyes, you can definitely appreciate this film. Absolutely. Like this film it's so over the top wacky, but like the fashion that they had in this movie is still like I think it reminds me very much of like the fashion you would see on uh on oh what's that film? Uh, the Fifth Element, right? Yes, like yeah, kind of yeah. Jean Paul Gaultier type of, <laughs> of outfits. Yes, and I, I I think it's just like, but it's such a, it was such a demented way to look at Super Mario Brothers. But I think it just works because it was so weird and so like out of the box. Yeah, no, I, it's so funny. I when we we had talked about this, I I think we last episode we mentioned. I was surprised to hear that you actually like the Super Mario Super Mario movie from 1993 because I thought it was not going to be your cup of tea. And I was going to be here to, like, be the staunch defender. And here yeah. we are, just like both of us gushing over, like, nah, this movie, this movie has it. This movie still this movie has, has it. it. I mean, this movie is just, it's wildly creative. So let's actually talk about what this movie's about. So according to Wikipedia, this is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers follows brothers Mario Mario, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is true. I totally forgot that the last name was Mario. I love and that Luigi writing. Mario. We're just going to call them Mario Mario. And right. Luigi Mario, who are brothers, even though in the movie it doesn't, it's like he refers to Mario as also like his mom. It's his, yeah, he's, I think they're both orphans. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of like raise each other. Well, I think Mario more so took like that big brotherly role over, over Luigi. Yes. And yeah, yeah. And they're played by Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Who, who was such a snack. Good God. Okay, so like John Leguizamo, I feel like this is his movie more than it is Bob Hoskins, which is crazy because it's Mario. <laughs> yeah. And yet, you know, he kind of, Bob Hoskins, love him, respect him in so many movies as in my youth, but it feels very one note for him in terms of he's just like playing a curmudgeon-y older Italian-American. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas as- Luigi is just, yeah, he's... He's a well-built-out character as portrayed by John Leguizamo. Yeah. And I think it's... For sure, it's the first time I... Because I, I, I didn't know who John Leguizamo was mm. when I first saw this film. Uh, and uh, it's, so, it's so funny because he's such an underrated actor. I feel bad yeah. for him sometimes because like I think sometimes when he dedicates himself to a performance, he's good. Like He's a really solid actor. Yeah. Uh, it's just a shame that his career never really like blew up yeah, do you think it's the choices he made? Do you think it's because he's Latino? Like, what do you think it is? I mean, he's a very outspoken Latino, and sometimes that has gotten him in trouble, even with the like, oh, but he's done Hispanic so community. Much, though. I mean, writing, but he did did face stuff too, like uh, levels of discrimination. Yes, yeah, yeah, remember, yeah. He I did. remember one story that he told that he was supposed to be. So he was originally casted. I can't think of the movie right now. I think it was it was a military movie that okay. he was in. So he was originally casted a more prominent role, right? Um, so before filming started, um, he was like out on the beach, you know, out getting sun. Let's mm-hmm. just say. And his father said, "Don't get too dark, don't get too mm-hmm. dark." Mm-hmm. And he got dark. And when he went, uh, they said, mm, "No, we're gonna recast you." And they gave him a different role, a little wow. lesser, a little bit lesser. He's Puerto Rican, right? He's Puerto Rican, Cuban, yeah. I think. He's a Cuban. Okay. Ooh, is he now? Here's the thing. I remember, like everyone thought he was Puerto Rican, but isn't he Colombian? Oh, I'm not one million percent sure. I mean, Leguizamo doesn't sound like a very 
<laughs> yeah, he's Colombian. He's Colombian. He's Colombian. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I feel like deceived a little bit Was because he raised in Puerto Rico though, or something like yeah. Because it, like there's his, like this his common misperception that he's Puerto Rican, but he's Colombian. That one man show that we saw of his that Eddie took me for my birthday, the Hispanic Untold History of Hispanic. Oh, what do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Latin history for morons. That's it. Yeah. La- uh, Latino history or Latin history for morons. Uh, I could have thought that he mentioned he was Puerto Rican and stuff. Maybe it's just part of his shtick. Maybe, yeah. And now he's he's. It actually says that he did an ancestry test and he doesn't have any <laughs> any Puerto Rican blood <laughs> in him, which is kind of hilarious. But um, okay, so yes, yeah, so Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario have a quest to rescue Princess Daisy. Even though when we meet her, she is not a princess; she's a paleontologist, student paleontologist, and mm-hmm. they want to rescue her from a dystopic parallel universe. Ruled by the ruthless King Koopa, played by Dennis Hopper, and Daisy, played by Samantha Mathis. Um, uh, Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. Did you get Trump vibes? Post, <laughs> I definitely like, got now. To total, to, 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 oh my gosh, you can never say this word. To total to, totalitarian. There you go. Thank you. I got yeah, those vibes. He, he was definitely totalitarian, but I mean, like literally, the way he looked, like the like the bleach blonde hair, and then mm, like the I see it, over, I see it over bronze. <laughs> like, like now in retrospect, I'm just like, yo, was Trump trying to live out his King Koopa fantasy? Hmm. I, I imagine as president. I mean, hey, King Koopa was, I'm sure, <laughs> an inspiration on his uh, vision board. I mean, they, the people who made this film, they wanted this film to be more like Wizard of Oz and Ghostbusters, right? They wanted it to be subversive and they wanted it to be fantastical, but they also wanted it to be funny and for all ages. And I think that mm-hmm. blend of genres is why the movie did not do very well because a lot of the criticisms that it got was that it had, it's a very inconsistent film. Like the film doesn't know what kind of film it wants to be. Which and I, I find think that's. That, I oh, what are you going to say? I find that interesting. I mean, valid perhaps, but I actually, I think the movie kind of knows exactly what it's doing. I think. I would agree with that inconsistency thing where I I think because they were trying to tread that line of being like family friendly and if they had kind of like let go of like it's just like nah we're gonna go with like a PG-13 rating or like R heaven mm-hmm. forbid I don't think one Nintendo would have gone for that but if they had gone that route I think it might have been better but th- okay. who knows this is retrospect Not right financially like financially better or like creatively better creatively a little better right if they weren't like maybe or either that or they would have or to not to say that like just because it has curse words and it can be raunchy it makes it a better film you could or if you just gave yourself those full restraints Mm, got it yeah and kind of work around like you know to be like an absolute because you can make a family-friendly film and still be very very uh tongue-in-cheek with like the jokes you can yeah uh shrek comes to mind right yep uh and no really good point um, I mean, this movie was a complete failure, and another criti- criticism that it got was that it was not very faithful to the source material, which baffles me, because what source material? There's no story to Mario. Well, I mean, uh, what year was this? This was 1993, so what yeah. games had come out by 1993? Well, I I, Zelda had come out, like you said. No, no, I'm, I'm talking... I meant oh, the, what uh, Mario games? Mario Everything games. before 64, so I guess just like the regular Super Mario Wait, Super Mario World already came out? Yeah, Super Mario World came out in 1990. Wow, okay, so, all right, but Super Mario World also gave... Oh, that makes sense, because Yoshi, we saw Yoshi. Uh, yeah. 
the Super Mario World had kind of some lore already where we know princess we know the mushroom kingdom we know yeah we know that there's a kingdom that's not i guess you know brooklyn we know bowser's Um, always kidnapping her yeah but that's about it like how did mario get there what why why is this italian that's true yeah like all those (laughs) those were always up for our imagination it's just like he's just here yeah you know do you know why he's a plumber why is he a plumber the reason he's a plumber was because the creator of the game, I think Miyamoto is his last name. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. He, when they were creating the game and they wanted to create like an American based character, they thought the most American job they could think of was plumber. And that's why he is a plumber. <laughs> that is so weird. I mean, I thought they had plumbers everywhere, but okay. That's funny. Uh, well, it, they, they felt like the most American job they, to them. I also <laughs> the most don't average. think... I actually, if I remember correctly, I don't think anywhere was he supposed to be Italian. I think that's just something that kind of just came up in the American marketing of the game. Oh, or like when the actor. Okay, interesting. And the same thing. Um, Like the reason he has a mustache is because for the graphics, in order to differentiate the face a little, they created the mustache to help like kind of create that illusion of a face. Well, so this movie has a really simple plot, technically, Um, you know, 65 million years ago, the when the comet and the meteorite hit Earth and killed the dinosaurs, actually what it did was that it split the universe into two parallel dimensions. So there's our world, and beneath it is, or in a different dimension, but like not on top, is a weird humanoid race that's combined of dinosaurs and people, which is mm-hmm. Dino-Hatton. Yeah. Uh, then flash forward to the 70s where a human girl born in an egg is left at the Catholic orphanage with a magical rock around her neck. And 20 years later, she goes up to be Daisy, the paleontologist girl who then meets Luigi, you know, randomly when the Scapelli guys are threatening to close down her uh, her her site. Mm-hmm. And uh, and while trying to rescue her from two henchmen from Dino Hatton. Mario and Luigi then go into the parallel universe and they pretty much are trying to save her the whole time and all this stuff happens within the uh, parallel universe where they meet Koopas and weird dinosaur looking <laughs> creatures and they the Goombas and they meet people who like can fly with these cool sh- platform shoes and just yes. you know like lots of lots of stuff happens fungus I'll never forget fungus like when that we watched <laughs> that scene I brought back so many memories a fungus was gross. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was the king. They devolved him and he became fungus. Yeah. And the it's king is also Daisy's gross. dad. So she is officially a princess. Officially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's. I mean, we don't want to get too much caught up in plot. <laughs> I mean, the, you you gave us a good summary. Like, that's pretty much Mario yeah. and Luigi saved the day. Of course. And again, like I said, this is John Leguizamo's movie. I think he and Samantha Mathis have pretty good chemistry. I would agree. Um, you know, I think he's a more, like I said, flesh out character where they just kind of reduce Mario to a stereotype, uh, especially with, I don't know, they make him more of like that stereotypical Brooklyn guy, especially with like his girlfriend and he's got like his open shirt and his chest hair. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they're eating pasta in the beginning. Uh, I mean, I'm watching this movie, which was a torrent rip. Thank you to Levi for that. Uh, because it's not anywhere available on the internet. It just, again, like. I'm really biased because I watched this film so much growing up. So all I did was watch it through the lens of me, eight years old. Yeah. Right. My eight year old self. So I know that about me. 
and that I think I'm going to view it differently always, but I still think this is a wildly creative movie. No, it is. I think... It's also I, got a really good message about, the, you know, political systems and stuff, because, like, he is a tyrant, Koopa. He and is, he yes. is, like, completely, you know, ruling Dino Hatton with a tyrannical fist, right? So it actually has something interesting to say about, uh-huh. like, about leaders and, and, and corruption. Uh, I'm sorry, I, mean, I, I cut you off, but... I mean, yeah, I just think now, now you're reaching for, like, some depth here that the movie... <laughs> yeah, like, it's there. That's still, like, a pretty base, like, you know, assessment of, like, political systems, right? Like, it's not, mm-hmm. not, it, it doesn't not go groundbreaking deep, here. But <laughs> it's like, hey, they bring in a lot of stuff. That also is, like, recognizable and not only identifiable, but, yeah, you can, like, resonate with it. Like, oh, I know yeah. exactly what that is. Right. I get uh, it. So, for me, uh, I had, when I first watched it as a kid, I liked the movie. I thought it was fun, Right. But then, you know, you go through college, you learn film school and stuff, and then people were talking down (laughs) about the movie, and I thought it's just like, oh, yeah, I guess I must have just remembered it as a kid, and it was a bad movie. But then I saw it on a psychedelic trip. And let me tell you, I was just like, oh, no, this movie is so good. Because I think, for for me, it's about the fashion. I think the style that they chose to, to imagine Manhattan was so far out and just wacky and weird and i was just like it's 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 kind of like a little grunge it's uh it's a little avant-garde it was it was like it was just weird and the character design for some of the the villains was another interesting choice that i think they went right how how do you represent koopas and goombas right you you turn them into like these like eight foot humanoids with like lizard face and stuff and it's weird it's just a weird visual but it works for this world you know yeah no 100 percent uh and even like i mean they really go wild with the dinosaur thing 1993 was just such a year for dinosaurs uh in movie going public but it's interesting too because their approach on yoshi Mm -hmm. is like a, a vivid memory from my childhood like her relationship with like her pet dinosaur who i totally didn't realize until now was yoshi and it's honestly like i i would love to watch that high because i think it would make me cry like well i remember because <laughs> i watched it with a group of friends and my reaction was just like god i wanted a dinosaur so bad Hell when i saw yeah. this movie and they were all just like everyone everyone who saw this movie wanted a pet dinosaur like yoshi <laughs> seriously seriously maybe that's why like I subconsciously always choose Yoshi whenever I play Mario yeah. Party, and that animatronic still holds up. Like that was a still like that was a still that was an effective use of uh, of character design uh, for yeah. this film. Where again, this is the problem with CGI. Like you don't get that feel. Like when when Fiona Shaw stabs mm. the Yoshi, you feel it and you feel yep. so bad. And, you know, yep. Uh, yep. you don't get that really anymore with when you're working with CGI. So. That's the other, oh, that's the other thing. Fiona Shaw is in this movie, who I think, in retrospect, gave the best performance of this entire film as the villainous. She did. She did very Lena. well. Yes. Yes. Uh, and it, I was blown away when I, I realized, like, oh my god, it's the woman from Killing Eve and Harry Potter. Yes, and Home Alone too. Uh, she. What? Yeah, she. Who was, is she in Home Alone too? She was one of the workers at the hotel with oh. Tim Curry. I don't remember her there, but yeah. I haven't seen that movie in forever. That was another movie I watched a lot growing up. Um, yeah, I mean, it took nine people 
to operate that Yoshi, by the way. Wow, really? Yeah, That's yeah, impressive. Well worth an investment there. Like that? Yeah. Because that, again, that feels when you're, even when I was rewatching it, it still holds up. It still feels real. It still, you know, sometimes animatronics can look cheesy. That was not one of those cases. Like that one, I think it was such a, it was a, it was good design because they made this character, Yoshi, feel like a pet. Like it was, it wasn't threatening. Right, because mm-hmm. I remember the other dinosaurs I had seen. I don't know if I had seen it by then, but was Jurassic Park dinosaurs, which were terrifying. So you had this one that looks like this nice, almost like a pet dog. Yes, yes. Ugh. And then the other thing I just realized as an adult watching this is like all the references that you have for from the original game and like the lore of Mario is there. You have the bombs. You have. Uh, call us a thwomp. You Toad have... is there. Mm-hmm. Toad, who I never realized it was to- until this rewatch. I'm just like, oh, that's supposed to be Toad. I didn't, to Toad, I didn't yeah. know this. Uh, <laughs> Peach, I never realized until doing my research was that I thought Peach came out of this film, but she was already a character in the Super Mario world uh, as a character. Peach, uh, not Peach. I'm sorry, Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought. Day, you know, like, you know how we have Daisy now and like tennis and stuff and like Super mm-hmm, Mario mm-hmm. Party. I thought that was a creation, like honoring her, but I was wrong. She existed in the Super Mario lore, and that's just a princess they decided to use instead of Peach. Uh, Peach. I think the main reason is because they wanted the love interest to be with John Leguizamo. Yes. yes. Wow, look at that. They actually it holds up in terms mm-hmm. of Super Mario logic all these years later. Mm-hmm. It does. That's crazy. And you know, this movie ends with a cliffhanger. And we yeah, never got yeah. that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is a shame. Well, I don't know if we needed a franchise, but it, you know, I would have been okay revisiting the world. I forgot to mention, my favorite part about the film is when you see the dinosaur King Koopa in the, in like kind of that like rounded barrel type thing because it's it's a callback to one of his iconic looks in Super Mario World where he's like in that flying thing, throwing bombs to oh, your to your character, yeah, really? like that's what it's supposed to like visually look like. It's supposed to be like that. Uh, I'll put this in the show notes, a link to the picture, but what this character yes, is supposed <clears throat> to look like. But I thought it was great, and I remember that dinosaur scared me. The CGI does not hold up, but scared me as a kid. Wow, it, it was so that. weird. Yeah, as someone who again really played sixty four, that would have gone over my head. But you know, I got a lot of the references in the new Super Mario Brothers movie. Mmm, there were plenty. There were plenty. Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie 2023 from Illumination, which also did The Grinch and Despicable Me and The Secret Life of Pets. I know this because they reminded me that in a trailer before the movie for a new movie coming out called Migration, which I oh. was a really hyped up trailer that kind of was like, really? That's what this led to? Well, I don't remember seeing that trailer, but okay. Uh, I saw it at my theater in AMC. I don't know if Carasotis played it. But anyway, <clears throat> so Illumination animation film. And it is the most successful film so far of 2023. It beat out Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So Disney is on, is not looking good in terms of the fact that this freaking animated movie like blew them out of the water opening I weekend. mean, Disney has time to catch up. I don't know what they have. They'll be have fine. In this but... Yeah, I'm not. It's just not looking good for Marvel. Disney, Disney's not hurting. Yeah, uh, Marvel is just not the king anymore, but it's and it's fine, it you know. It they happens. Don't, they don't, uh, the crown gets moved. I mean, yeah. Who? I mean, they didn't. They weren't the king last year, right? Like, it wasn't it Top Gun. That was or Paramount. Avatar. 
Uh, no, uh, Top Gun last year. So far, Top Avatar is the highest grossing film this year. So okay, yeah. So uh, anyway, what? anyway, um, yeah. So also distributed by Universal Pictures because Universal is now has an agreement with Nintendo. That's because Super Nintendo World opened up at Universal Parks and Resorts. It hadn't opened up at your Universal. Is it just not yet? No. So that's Got that's it. gonna be part of the Universal universe that's mm. being built at the moment, which I can't wait. Seriously. I'm so looking forward to this theme park. Like I love. I am a. I'm not a Disney adult, but I do love Disney theme parks, and I had the time of my life in Disney World. But Universal has way better roller coasters, and that's what I'm looking forward to. There you go. They're giving is, Disney a run for their money. Is Super Mario going to have a roller coaster? Uh, Super Mar- uh, King Kong is going to have a roller coaster, but they're creating Super. Uh, they're, calling, they're creating Nintendo Land, like the one based out of Asia. Oh, cool! Awesome. So I think like Super Mario is like it's back right now with the fact that this movie came out and that the world is opening up uh, in terms of in America. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a lot of momentum right now, and that IP is strong. And people yeah. are feeling it. People love it. And so when I went and saw this movie on a Tuesday, it was packed. And people were yelling at the trailers being like, Mario. Like, they didn't want to even see the trailers. They came for Mario. Uh, well, I, I couldn't see the movie on Tuesday because they were all sold out. <gasps> yeah, Seriously? We had, to, we had to pay full price and go yesterday. <laughs> Look at that. And let me tell you how mad I am about paying full price because I... I'm going to say this once and I'll say it again. I've said it once. I'll say it again. People don't know how to act and like behave in a theater. Like, I swear to God, the people next to Eddie would not shut the fuck up during the film. They're so fucking rude. It's wow. so annoying. Oh, damn. I know. Yeah. People are forgetting etiquette, unfortunately. Like, it's like, yo, like, I, I know you paid your price for your tickets and you have a group of like eight people, but like, so did we. So just shut up. Like, yeah. just, just shut up. Oh, God. They that were sucks. also Hispanic, which made me want to just even, like, <laughs> like throw popcorn at them more so because I'm just, like, I'm just, like, you're giving, this is, you're the reason why white people say the dumb shit about us oh that they God. do. All right, moving on. Pull it back, on, pull, so... it back. pull it back. <laughs> so this movie I can say set... that I'm Hispanic. You can. This movie has set records. <laughs> it's the biggest opening weekend for an animated film, and it's the highest grossing film beta on a video game. So... This movie, it's just it's it's doing exceptionally well. It's a good time for video games. I gotta say, like yeah. The Last of Us, uh, this this film. Uh, I think not they finally Uncharted. figured it I out. Think, maybe yeah, although Uncharted, Uncharted I think, didn't do. I don't think Uncharted was done well critically, but I think it did well in the box office. It, it did like, well. It did yeah. well. Yeah, it didn't do amazingly, but it did well. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just. I guess let's go uh, get right into it. So again, we have Italian American brothers Mario and Luigi, and they're plumbers in Brooklyn. In and Brooklyn, I thought they were like grown ass men, but apparently they're of a young age because they live at home with their family and they sit. Whoa, which whoa, doesn't mean anything. Table, but they this sit is at the dinner table like. with the father being like, oh, "What are you doing with your life?" And he's like, "Dad." And like it just felt so like teenagerish. I'm like, "How old is Mario that he's sitting here having letting his father?" Talk to him like it just it felt so young person. I did like whisper this to Eddie. Trope. I asked Eddie, "I'm like Eddie, wait, how old are these Mario Brothers supposed to be?" He said very confidently to me, 
How old did you say they're supposed to be? Uh, in their twenties, in their early twenties. Is it? Did you know this for a fact, or you, you, you no, said it so confidently that it's like, like you this, read it? This is just kind of like the the dynamic. Like, all right, the mature like face and living at at home, and you know, um, yeah. Yeah, hipsters like with mustaches. Yeah, yeah. yeah Living I, in Brooklyn. A hairy twenty-year-old with like who's a gonna who's gonna who's gonna far-fetched. afford apartment in Brooklyn? That's true. You know that either your parents own it or it's rent control. And yeah. we know it's not like this imaginary Brooklyn of uh, where like re- like where we see classified because we know the uh, gentrification has happened at least because when one of the houses they go to see is like this luxury house home. So I think that house actually is real. That apartment building. Really? I think so. Uh, I feel like I've seen it. Uh, (laughs) It's because it has a very distinct look to it. Like it's like these boxes and glass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so needless to say they are plumbers and it's not doing so well to the point where their father is like, what are you doing, man? Like you had a great job and you're going for this whole plumbing business. Look at your life. Look at your choices. I and wish they had told me what his previous job was. That's the one thing I had so no clarification I, on. I thought he, was, he was work. I think he was working for that guy, the one that was harassing Spike. him in the spike. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Which but there's also a plumber. Also, I don't know. Was it, he, I I didn't. I wasn't paying attention to what he was doing for his job because I was like, oh, that's he's modeled after the original Mario, right? Am I am I like seeing spike? things or was Spike like? modeled after the original iteration of mario like the jump before. man i think so yeah i didn't catch that maybe maybe okay well i feel like his <laughs> uncle though might have been the voice actor that if you, i remember when they cast chris pratt yeah as mario there was a big stink about it i don't big disagree stink. but he, he wasn't bad uh he got a lot of hate for no reason because like watching it was just like oh it worked uh but i do think that they did bring one of those Mario voices to do to do like a cameo, or one something. of the cameos as like the uncles or something. Got I can't it. confirm that, but it did sound very much like one of those like Super Nintendo, like it's one of those N64 Mario. Ha <laughs> mm. <laughs> Which, speaking of, let's talk about the Chris Pratt drama. You know, people were upset because they're gonna talk like regular American boys. And honestly, would you have? made them talk with Italian accents, wouldn't that have been a bad idea? Well, yeah, no, I think having them talk with Italian accents might have been um, disin- disingenuous. Maybe giving them like really thought out Brooklyn accents would have been a better choice. Yeah, right. I think yeah. just like like Bob Hoskins trying to do like that Brooklyn hey, thing hey, in yo, his film. What, yeah. what, what does a Brooklyn accent sound like, babe? Good question. Like, oh, I'm thinking of like Joey from Friends, like, which is a dated reference, right? Like that. I don't. Maybe Italians don't sound like that post uh, gentrification. <laughs> so like. this is true. Yeah, there are no native Brooklyners anymore. So in the commercial that they film, they have like classic Italian American Brooklyn accents, but then it transitions right. them in real life, and they just put it on to like sell themselves, which I thought was okay, cute, right? Yeah, like the image of Mario, but really in like in real life, Mario's just. You know, an average, not yep. Italian American person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so pretty much something happens where there's this massive manhole leak in Brooklyn, and Mario's like, "This is my opportunity to prove myself as a plumber that I, you know, dragged my poor little brother along with me in something that was worth it." 
Mm-hmm. And of course, when he goes and he attempts to do it, not only, I mean, he fails, but instead he actually gets sucked into a warp pipe and sucked into another dimension. And while they are going in this dimension, although Mario tells Luigi nothing can happen as long as we're together, they get separated. They do, yes. And Mario lands in Mushroom Kingdom, whereas Luigi lands in the a Dark Kingdom, which is the Dark Lands, which has been completely disseminated by Bowser. And we've AKA learned King Koopa. They are the same character. AKA King Koopa. And uh, Bowser, we learned, is, has an agenda to capture the stars of all the lands so that he can marry Peach because he's in love with Peach. Right. What an interesting character choice for Bowser, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm not saying it didn't work. I'm just saying hearing Jack Black belted out his obsession with Peach hilarious in my opinion like, pretty funny that's let's just let's just get this off uh, get this say like bowser's performance was one of the best things of this film easily because jack black is so good he's so good at 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 at, at controlling his voice and like emoting with his voice i i yeah. thought he was wonderful yeah peaches 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 <laughs> I mean, it was so stupid that it was so funny. Which is, yeah, uh, sometimes that's all you need to be funny. It's just like, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, pretty much. And that's it. I mean, like, Bowser's like this evil lord, but he just really wants love. Yeah. Um. So, and of course, Peach does not reciprocate. Peach is the princess of Mushroom Kingdom. And we come to learn that actually she ended up in this world as a baby. We don't know quite under the circumstances where she was brought into it, but she could possibly be a human being just like Mario because mm-hmm. of this dimension where she's at. There's not a lot of human beings around. So I don't, I don't think there's any be- human beings around. I mean, other than Peach. Yeah. Uh, I mean, indeed unless they bring, human. unless they bring Daisy. Oh my God. Maybe Wario and Waluigi will show up. Mm, is it me or Wario? Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I was like sitting there thinking about all the ways that they could approach the sequel. Right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Cause you know it's coming. Like, oh yeah, you know it's coming. Yeah. And then yeah, for, so wait, did you say for the after credit scene? I stayed for the first one, not the second one. Okay. We'll talk. We'll keep talking. Okay. So pretty much uh Bowser is on a mission to destroy and Peach is like, Well, we gotta go and recruit help. So they go to the jungle kingdom to get the help from the Kongs, and they actually eventually get the help of Donkey Kong and Toad. Uh, is a character who tags along for all of this. And yeah, pretty much that's it. I mean, yeah. this is hardcore referencing 90s kid Mario games. I mean, I'm sure all these characters are still in the Mario franchises that people of all ages play mm-hmm. in these video games. But this is like anyone who played in the 90s and stopped playing will get more than half of these movies references. Yeah. Um, which I think was the main thing about the movie for me. Whatever the plot was, like every other minute was a reference, whether it was a music cue or a little character or like having Mario just randomly go woohoo or just mm-hmm. making a noise that I identified. And I was just like, ah, as a Mario fan who grew up loving these games. Was just oh, so like, you're saying you I watched this it. again as a child? What? Did you watch this again basically through the eyes of a child? Ah, yes, yes. I pretty much watched this as eight-year-old me playing Mario 64. Yeah. Uh, I when came I saw in with... the star, I was like, ah! <laughs> I came in very critically, right? I did come in hot for this film, but it yeah. won me over. I think the animation in this film 
is so spectacular. I think it's such a beautiful looking film. They did a uh, good job. And it's it's wild because like in terms of character design, like they just stuck to the the character designs that we know and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the way they the way they they animated things to look, I think it just it just it was so vibrant. It was so colorful. Yeah. Uh Bowser was my favorite character, but I also love what they did with Donkey Kong. And it was a different iteration of Donkey Kong that I have seen because the last iteration of Donkey Kong I had seen was the one based off of the N64 game, Donkey Kong Country 64, which also spun off like a TV show. I don't know if you ever saw it like growing up, like it was like a 3D no, animated show. Yeah. yeah, it was a 3D animated show. Uh, I used to watch it because I, 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 I think Donkey Kong is one of my favorite characters. And I thought I wasn't going to like Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong and like, the character that they created was kind of like this, you know, he was kind of like a vapid character all into like showboating and, but he has like daddy issues similar to, to, to Mario. But I think by the end, he kind of really won me over. I think it was like a very, very like sweet little story within this character that they were able to kind of explore, uh, yeah. especially considering like how fast this movie just runs. It's like, it's a short film. It's a really fast movie. Yeah. And, and it's you just know, like moving at such a fast pace. But you know what? Like, I mean, for the animation style, it's okay. Like, right? Like, it's. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't feel. Like, I, I didn't have time to breathe when watching this film. But that is okay because of like. It felt like an ADHD, like, fuel, basically. <laughs> you okay. Know what I mean? There was so much happening. <laughs> ADHD fuel, yeah. I mean, so story wise, it's fine. Yeah, right. It's I just, mean, it's, it's, it's there. It's fine. There's a couple beats that are missing. Whatever. My biggest criticism is that Luigi's gone for half the movie. Like, you know, we could have had Luigi there. We could, especially because I did like Charlie Day playing Luigi. Like Charlie yeah, Day is another one cute. who's yeah. he's able to like emote like the fear and like kind of the indecisiveness that is. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We started associating that with uh, Luigi after Luigi's Mansion. I've played that one before. That's a cute game. Luigi's Mansion. That's what I thought they were going to do when he went into the Darklands. I was right. like, oh, but they didn't really go there. They gave us our references. They gave us, like, things from the game, uh, it felt like. But the but I think the smartest choice, though, to that point of, like, keeping Luigi so far was not was making Mario have to rescue his brother is kind of the thing that I liked about this film, I was just like, oh, you know, remember uh, Frozen where like the power of love wasn't, it wasn't a, another man she needed. It was her sister. Yeah. And this was similar in that sense. Like it wasn't a rom- This wasn't a romance story. Like, yeah, like Mario has a thing for Peach, but like this is ultimately, he's trying to save his brother. That's his first and foremost goal. And I, I like that. I came out saying, cause like that was really sweet. And even Eddie was like on the edge of his seat when like Luigi almost died. <laughs> oh yeah 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 when he almost got burnt yeah Mm -hmm. oh my gosh what was that character that existential the star i don't know where that game where that character comes from but i loved him yeah so he was another uh scene stealer i was like i was like this is kind of (laughs) dark it it was (laughs) just the but it was a good juxtaposition to what because it's such a sweet and cute character design and then it had like these really dark thoughts that you know i guess you would have like if you've been captured by bowser for how long lord knows how long right yeah that's when it got like oddly realistic like well they're gonna lose their mind and (laughs) if they're in these (laughs) prison cages um 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was good. As a, like I said, as a story, it's fine in terms of it did what it set out to do, which is make me one nostalgic for the game and want to play the game and like overly mm-hmm. sell the IP of Mario, right? Like it, mm-hmm. that movie had a straight up agenda for yeah. all ages. And in that sense, like it totally succeeded because I'm sure Mario merchandise is going to skyrocket now. Oh, I am considering buying the new Super Mario game so I could play Super Mario uh, Galaxy. Uh, I haven't played it. I hear it's good. I might check it out because this game, this game, the movie really, really made me want to play a Super Mario game in a way that I haven't felt since I was a child. Like, the last... Like, my favorite Mario game is Super Mario World, which is the one for Super Nintendo. That's the one where you first get Yoshi. And that's a game that... Last time I played it was maybe 10 years ago. But even 10 years ago, that's when we already had, like, I think the Xbox and, like, PlayStation 3 and GameCube, right? Even then, like, it's still held up. Like, it's such a good game. And it's a long game. Like, there's just so many levels. Yeah, uh, and this made me want to just play those games like all over again, or at the very least, like the new iterations of the Super Mario game. Because I mean, that's where the animation kicks in. Like you still get that platform feel of some of these, the way they design some of these scenes, uh, mm-hmm. where you feel like you're either playing a game or you're watching someone play the game. It was it was fun. It was it was just a really fun film. I I'm surprised how much when I left the theater, I was just like, oh, this was uh, this was a treat. Like I I I. Really thought I was going to hate this film. <laughs> Why? Because critic critically, it hasn't been doing well. Like critically, it's been panned because it's just fine, and that's fine. But like, it's it's not just fine though. It's fun. It is a fun movie. Like it's I don't a fun movie. I think maybe the critics just never played the game. Well, you, you know, know what it is though is that I feel like animation films are kind of moving past. Like they were kind of very templatey for a while. mm Hmm. And now with movies like Enter the Spider-Verse or Mitchell's in the Machine, they're, it's growing as an art form. And it's actually starting to be not something just for kids. It's it's like, it's evolving. Good. And this what? film feels like, you know, a very typical animated film from 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of feels somewhat like, okay, like, I think other animated films have kind of evolved. And this one feels a little slightly like it came out five years too late. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that might be one of the criticisms that I think critics are seeing. Like, wow, I thought we were past this type of animated film, and yet here we are. Well, I mean, but that's not... I don't know. That's I don't know if that's a fair thing to put on this film, because, like, you're still going to need to create content for children and, like, younger audiences, and that's what this delivers on. Uh, and on top of that, like, you mentioned this thing that I actually want to just talk about real quick, this idea of... Oh, animation is getting more adult. Well, animation, how do you, what do you consider animation to be? Do you consider it to be a genre or do you consider it to be something else? Well, I do consider it to be a genre, but I also think it's, that's a, it's, it, that's an interesting question that you pose because like, is documentary yeah. a genre? Yes. So yeah, then it's 100% <laughs> a genre. No, that's where I disagree. Instead of just a stylization. It's actually, so I would argue, yes, fine. Maybe documentary films fall under genre, but technically speaking, I think they might be a medium. They're not a medium, though. The medium is film and video, where animation is the medium. It's not film. It's not live action, right? It is a a whole different ballgame, which is not the same as a genre. 
Does that make sense? Like, it's not like when you're reading a book, you're reading a book. When you're reading a comic book, you're reading a comic book. When you're watching an animated film, because you're not tied down to the limitations of what you can physically do, you're 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 literally limited to your imagination. Therefore, it is like a whole different ballgame from like just regular storytelling. Yeah, although I see what you're saying and I get it. Like, but animation can exist in different mediums, not just film. Like, if animation only existed in, I don't know, I, that's that's a little tricky because, but animation exists in television and animation exists as a in 3D or whatever. Like, it's not. It exists in different mediums. So, can mediums be in different mediums? Well, no. Like, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think. Uh, I don't think so what I guess I'm trying to say is just like I don't necessarily think that like because a show is animated like is it a different type is that is it a show yeah it's still following the conventions of a show but because it's animated it does allow itself to not necessarily fall to what you might expect of a show it can be look at BoJack Horseman right that's a weird show like it's yeah. it's not it's not tied down to this convention of what we think a sitcom is supposed to be and I think that's where I think maybe that's that. I think that's what is one of the flawed things of how we kind of approach animation in this country. We think of it as usually just for kids. Usually, not exclusively, Absolutely. but usually just for kids. If you look at the uh, Eastern cultures, like you know, we're looking think of Asia. They kind of recognize that animation is not a genre. It's a it's a whole different medium. And stuff that you could tell these stories that can't be for adults. You could tell these stories that can't be for kids. And then they get broken down into their own genres in that form of anime. Uh, and I thought, I, I, yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is just like, it's not fair for the critics to just put down this film just because it was created for kids. I mean, Nintendo, right. let's be real, is a kid's company. Like, they put family-friendly stuff first and foremost. They're like Disney in that sense. Yeah. But, like, if you were to compare it to something like Into the Spider-Verse, that's also for families. And yet, it's kind of transcended at least the formulaic approach that animation films have, that are geared towards families, have been feeling like. Right. But that's also because I think the creators of that one felt it's just like, hey, we're making an animated film. Like, why are we stuck? Why do we have to make things look so pretty? And they decided we can do like this is we're trying to tell a comic book story. Well, we're trying to tell a comic book character story as some way in a way that we have not seen before. This is how we're going to approach it. And I think smart on them. Right. No, for sure. I agree. Uh, So I guess for this where I'm just trying to go with this is like, you know, okay, so maybe this comes down to like the Oscars. Right. Like there's a category for just like and a base animated film. But it's like, well, what does that mean? Like best and like. There's so many forms of animation. Like, how do you just narrow it down to these usually five either Disney or Illumination Studios movies? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's, yeah. Usually the I... adult animated film will never win because <laughs> people don't watch adult animated films as much as they want to go see a family friendly geared one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, um, how do we get into this? Oh, The Creators Didn't Like It. I thought I was going to hate this film. I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. I think it's. Uh, it was it's fun. Just, it did yeah. what it set out to do. Yeah, it, inter- it, it was entertaining and it was nostalgic. I kept it was wondering. A good night at the movies. Yeah. I kept wondering, like, yo, where's Yoshi though? Like, when we saw Yoshi's. We saw the Yoshi's in the background. Yeah, but where I was, was a little. Yoshi and uh, his egg hatched in, in underneath Brooklyn. That was the final uh, thing that you missed. 
Oh, so he's going to be in the sequel. It would be soon, right? So we saw, uh, I don't know if you caught it, but like one of the wedding gifts for Peach was the, was a Yoshi egg and stuff. And then I guess after the kerfuffle that happened in Brooklyn, uh, he, it, it, it hatches underneath Brooklyn and stuff. So I'm curious to see what they do with it. I'm curious to see what you do with Yoshi because Yoshi is a fan favorite. It's never been one of my favorite characters because Yoshi just like, all Yoshi does is like, Yoshi! This is like, all right. I never liked Yoshi Island, for example. One of my least favorite games. I love Yoshi. Pew pew! Or whatever that noise is. Yeah, that, so that, much. that noise is cute. Uh, but yeah, no. Overall, what a fun film. The Wedding <laughs> was so funny. Like, just like having all these like big characters bringing the wedding gifts and stuff. I, I, yeah, this movie was just a bomb trip. Mom. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. And I, I love when they were like, you don't deserve it, but you're all invited to the wedding. And then that one penguin's like, yay! <laughs> yeah, because you'll be sacrificially sacrificed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they don't lose their mind. <laughs> it was, yeah, nah, this movie was good. I actually also like Anya Taylor-Joy as, as Peach. Yeah, she was Peach. good. She was good. And I'm yeah. glad they didn't make Peach the helpless princess need to be rescued from a tower. But they also didn't like make her a girl boss either. Like she, it felt like a regular person. <laughs> like she was neither girl bossy, but she wasn't either a helpless damsel in distress. Yeah, yeah. She and she that's just... like I'm like perfect. This is good. good. Yeah. She, no, it know. was a nice twist that Luigi was the one in peril. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was fun. I, no complaints here. When they were on the Rainbow Bridge, I was like, this is all I ever wanted. So, yes. I and now Eddie's, all I want to do is play the Eddie's question to me was like, oh, is this what Mario Kart is like? I'm like, ah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's better, though, because you're playing it. Right. Instead of just watching it. And hence so. why, sub, you know, why uh, video yeah, games Yeah, that was like a pretty beautiful scene. A different Oh, yeah, the Rainbow, yeah, oh, yeah, seriously. And all the references to Mario Kart with them throwing the banana and then throwing the yeah. turtle shells. I the blue shell. Like, yes, yes. That was also, what's with, the, with like, the level-ups or what were they called? Power-ups. Power-ups because, you know, you get the red one and you get the shrink to get the blue one and you shrink, right? But if that was the case, I'm just, I guess I was confused as to why in the final battle Bowser didn't do it since he could take the power downs. And they shrunk him down to size, but he never but, did a power up to make him bigger. Like he would have been indefeatable. Well, they they threw him into like a little glass container after he shrunk. But before that, in the like when Luigi and Mario had like the ultimate like star one. Oh well, I were there any up. were there any power ups available around? I th- I think so. I mean, I yeah, mean, they're probably, in Brooklyn. They're in Brooklyn. Yeah, that yeah, they were. Yeah, in Brooklyn but that's that, that was when they got the the power up of the star level. So I don't know. Because I mean, it's just star. little things but, like that. Is, you're looking for plot holes here. <laughs> I, a- I remember asking myself that during the movie. I mean, it's fine if there's flaws. I'm just saying that was one of the things that I was like, okay, it's a little bit of a nitpick, but uh, yeah, I, I questioned Although, it. I was like, much yeah, conveniently, Although, Bowser yeah. never has a power up. Much like the uh, 1993 film, it it started off in Brooklyn and like the big final part of the final battle takes place here on our planet, just like the yeah. 1993 film. I wonder if that was intentional. Well, also the fact that they enter this parallel universe in like the sewers of Brooklyn. Yeah. I was also, like, huh. Yeah. Reference like, oh, maybe? Maybe we are seeing so. a remake, but this is categoristically a reboot. Yes. For sure. Do you think... 
this is going to open the door to other Nintendo IP adaptations, such as Kirby, <clears throat> such as what I have been dreaming for since I was a little kid, a Legend of Zelda. Maybe. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog and Super Mario have done exceptionally well. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog is another franchise that had like a video game that was a video game movie that really took off. And yeah. uh, that one, I know we never covered it on the podcast. I wanted to, but we just never got around to it. Uh, that one was one that was interesting because like fans bullied the studio to change the design of Sonic to something more recognizable. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I remember that. Yeah. And... Uh, so much so that they reference it in Chippendale. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, and it's funny yes. because I think that's what people were trying to do with Chris Pratt in this with this film. Like they were trying to bully the studio into changing Chris Pratt, the voice actor and stuff. And yeah, well, people don't like Chris Pratt anymore. Is that that's a thing, right? Uh, it's because he's associated to a church. That I think maybe homophobic. He's never done anything homophobic yet, but yeah. you know, being associated with the church is no not a good thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like Church okay. of the All Christ or something. I don't know what it is. Mm. Interesting. Uh, okay. The All Spark. Eddie, you are a new co-host. What are your opinion here on 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 so you've been quiet? Uh definitely um enjoyed the movie. Action packed. Uh love the action in this movie. Love the way it was animated. Um really found the the brother love endearing. Um, you know, like how Mario protects his brother Luigi and then Luigi mm-hmm. finding his courage, you know, when his brother is, um, you know, when his brother's down, you know, Luigi takes that her- heroic action. So I, I found that um, uh, pretty beautiful. Um, I'm looking forward to the character development if this becomes a franchise mm-hmm. later on. Uh, my favorite character is Donkey Kong. Yeah, he was good. Oh, he, that was really cool. Was I think there's like... so much there. Um, you know, he has that that bro uh, thing going on. You know, he makes his pecs dance. Uh, I love the way how he was like, is that the way you're flirting? You know how he was goofing on Mario oh, when yeah. he was talking to Princess Peach. Um, so very much, uh, I really like uh, that character. And I would love to see that. Like, even them becoming like, even seeing their friendship develop, uh, like playing off each other. Um, yeah. So I, even though the plot was pretty simple, um, I, I did enjoy the, the action. I enjoyed this much more than I thought I was going to mm-hmm. definitely did. I was invested. Um, yeah. I even thought the, the freaking rainbow bridge cart scene. I thought it was like the best fast and the yeah. furious, Kind we, gotta of thing. Watch, we gotta play Mario Kart now and play that. It was it's like so Do you have it? I think super, I have it. Good. I actually do think I have it. The I have an old sixty four. I gotta take it out. I have a sixty four. So do you have Mario Party? Uh-huh. <gasps> Which one? I just gotta make sure it works. I got the original Mario Party. Did Mario Party three? Because I I think that is the best one. I no, I only have the first Mario Party. Damn. We gotta see if we can track down Mario Party three. That's such a good game. I love yeah. Mario Me. I'll, I'll like, play any Mario. Yeah, so. like it's such a those are fun games and stuff. So yeah. Hell but, yeah. Nintendo, take my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, after after the I was yeah, I was ready to play this. Uh but no, I guess what I was asking is like, do you guys think that they're ultimately do you think they're gonna go the Marvel route of trying to introduce all these solo films and then give us a Super Smash Brothers? Uh, like type Avengers film. 
that would be fun well i mean illumination has done like how many different despicable me films Mm, like minions have gotten their own so illumination is not gonna shy away from that which also i appreciate the fact that when it said illumination it did the mario kart noise the bent Oh, right, right. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, yeah. I'll watch it. (laughs) I'm there. This is my franchise right now. So I just hope that Universal... Because Universal owns Illuminations, right, I think? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least they have a partnership. Yeah, or I just hope that they don't go the route for, like, The Legend of Zelda to give... I think people have been wanting a live-action adaptation of The Legend of Zelda. I'm just like, no, don't. Keep it... Animation would be better. Animation would be way better. I actually think more things should be animation. Like, I think Wicked should have been an animated film. I think we've talked about this on the podcast. So Wicked should be an animated film versus a live action. Two-part live action film, yeah. A two-part live action film? I feel like every time you mention a two-part, I'm always surprised. Why? Because it's such a bad idea. Uh, I don't know, because they deemed it necessary. Two parts? Jesus, go the Mario route. Well, I guess you can't go... (laughs) I was going to say, like, do the Mario thing and just make it, like, a short, breezy 80-something minutes. Yeah. Hey, I think you could sacrifice songs. Not every song in Super Mario. I mean, uh, Wicked is a banger, so. Yeah. But. At least you anyway, said that. They, Not me. Yes. And, and quote me. Guys, did you see Super Mario? Are you a fan of the 1993 movie and think it's overrated like we do? Did you see the new underrated. movie and have a blast? Under, underrated. Said overrated. Oh, my God. Freudian slip. Um... Did you see the new one? And did you have a blast at the movie theater? If you haven't, what are you waiting for? And what are you waiting for on sharing your thoughts with us? These are the ways that you should reach out. Email us, remakesreboots at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at remakesrebootsrevivals. At Twitter, at remakespodcast. You can search for us on Facebook and YouTube for Remakes, Reboots, Revivals, and we will come up. And if you have a podcast listening platform that you prefer, go on there and give us a rating. And if you can... Uh, write a little review. We would appreciate it greatly. Yes. And that's pretty much all the ways that you can uh, <laughs> reach out. <laughs> and by following us on our podcast, you would have probably seen me tweeting, uh, you know, on Twitter. Uh, tweeting on Twitter. Yeah, I was tweeting on do. Twitter, as one does. But Eddie and I were watching, we were in the hotel last week, and the movie White Chicks was on HBO. So obviously I left it on, but I was just like, Eddie, this is a movie that deserves a remake. And I, my remake ideal would be, what was it? Shit. Hang on. I may have to go back to my tweet because I thought you might love this, Nicole. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. This is a treat for everyone who stayed behind and has listened. Uh, That's a treat indeed. Okay. Here's my idea. My remake idea. White chicks. But instead, it's two black women who have to impersonate two gay white twinks in Fire Island. <laughs> right so you keep the main plot of like someone is they have to investigate a murder what do they do i feel like this is just ripe for commentary and and yeah wouldn't that be a great movie that would be that would be you know what movie i really want to see is the blackening did you see the trailer for that no what is Where that it's a, it's a bunch of like friends uh, in a cabin in the woods, and then it turns out that they're being haunted. They were being taunted by someone who's forcing them to play a game, and it's like a horror comedy. And because they're all black, it's like making fun of the fact of all these like horror movie tropes about black people. Mm. It's actually it looks pretty funny. So, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, yeah. I've actually but. been. I started watching also, for example, uh, Insecure. 
and stuff. And mm. my God, I can't believe I have not seen the show. It's so good. Oh, she's it's great. It's so her. good. Issa Rae, wonderful. Yeah. And the guys are just so hot. I'm sure. Oh, my God. Well, guys, thank you for <laughs> listening. <laughs> uh, and until next week, stay on original. original. Eddie, you have to say that now. You know. Oh, I didn't. I, You're a yeah. co-host. Stay on original, guys. Hey.